All right, there's our podcast uh, uh, theme song. <laughs> That's from uh, MK Era uh, by maybe, I don't know, it's Iota, I-I-O-T-A dot bandcamp dot com. He's also the one that made that weird um, thing from last episode uh, that I misattributed because whoever sent it to me on Twitter, I thought was him or wasn't. I don't know. You kids with your wacky attributes and strange things and oddness. But anyway, so uh, iiota.bandcamp.com. You should go visit that and listen to his uh, musical type things. Dig it. Mm -hmm. I never heard that before. That's great. Yes. Thank you for making it. Thank you very much to you, sir. I have one bit of back data for you, Lillian. Mm -hmm. Have you ever heard of the Society for the Protection of Elfish Welfare? No. Uh, Well, uh, have you read the Harry Potter books? Oh, yeah. Spew. Spew, yeah, spew. I quote from Simpsons Season 2, S-N-U-H, which was Marge's thing. Snuh. Snuh. Yeah. I was kidding when I said this Harry Potter, like, J.K. Rowling stole from Harry Potter thing. The fact that Snuh existed pre-spew, I'm finding more and more damning evidence that J.K. Rowling is a fucking Simpsons thief. (laughs) Snuh and spew is a little bit too close for comfort, if I may say so myself. Well, there's like literally an entire episode of South Park about that, so... What's that? Oh, like, have you not seen that episode? It's about, um... I'll say it once, I'll say it again. Unless it was on air while I was in high school, no, I have not. Okay, um, (laughs) so, yeah, there's an entire episode where, uh, Professor Chaos, like, Butters tries to come up with, like... Oh, the one where the Simpsons have already done it first? Yeah. Okay, yeah, yeah. And, like, the whole point of it is it's, like, when you've been on the air for... I am familiar with that, but that's a little different. Than, than, a, than a written novel thing. Because it's one thing what you can do with animation. This is this is a novel. Everything's open to you. Mm. She's a fucking thief. <laughs> and I will kill her. Uh-huh. Oh, yes. I will kill her. Uh-huh. Uh, no, I won't. Like I with just... kindness or? Yeah, sure. Okay. Or small caliber handgun. <laughs> That's right. I'm threatening you, JK. <laughs> and now. And then JK Simmons is going to show up to your door and be like... So also, when I say I'm threatening you, JK, does that mean just kidding, or was I threatening JK? <laughs> Who knows? My fucking bullets do. <laughs> and just to make that clear, I don't own a gun. I never want to own a gun, and I would never cause violence to any other human being. And I love that woman <laughs> more than. I mean, as far as like anybody that I've never met in my real life, her and Stephen Fry are my favorite human beings. So mm-hmm. um, I don't want to put across. Because here's the thing: <clears throat> tomorrow, my other podcast, the Alex Cast, there's going to be an episode that comes out. And it is, it is by far the darkest episode of the show that's ever happened. Mm-hmm. Um, it's me and Sean, and we're both kind of in a pissy mood. So I pretty much just insult the entire universe over the course of the episode. <laughs> so I realized that maybe if that show, so that show comes out, this th- this episode is probably going to drop, as the kids say, maybe Friday. Um, I really hope that if they're listening to an order, they're going to go, oh my God, this man actually might like be causing, because <laughs> like, just in case that's your first two episodes of the show. No, I was just in a bad mood last night, and I found the idea of... JK rolling, stealing stuff to be funny. <laughs> more back business for you, Lillian. Mm-hmm. And this is slightly more Simpsons oriented. You listen to the audio commentaries, right? I didn't for this season. It's not, it only goes up to season three. Oh, the audio commentaries? On the uh, um, oh, okay. FX now, so. No, I was watching season 
like later than three just the other day on that with commentary. Oh. No, I'm kidding. No, lies. Lies. I'm a liar. It's season one through three two, and then 18. Yeah, no, no, I'm a liar. Yeah, yeah, I forgot. I, I went back and watched the season because I was watching on DVDs to like seven. I'm like, no, I watched one like after seven, but I went back and watched two because I'd never listened to those commentaries before. But okay, so anyway, so you've watched at least the first three and that's that's applicable. Does Sam Simon ever show up on any of them? No, I've only watched like a couple episodes with commentary. Okay, because it seems like he doesn't. I don't remember him being there. So audience, if, if he does, my, that's my mistake. More so, and since he passed away and everybody says he's great, I'm, not, I'm just going to focus on the other one. Harry Shearer, mm-hmm. of the voice cast, one of the major guys, mm-hmm. like he's, he he's, does a lot of characters. Every other major voice actor has been on multiple commentaries, and I don't remember him ever showing up on commentary. I do recall recently that he was the one that held out for more money and said he's not coming back to The Simpsons a couple of years ago. Isn't he kind of a notorious... Like, this is kind of great. Is he a dick? Um, I don't know anything about him. From that, like, complete hearsay kind of thing, from what I've heard, he's not the easiest person. Okay. I but, didn't like, know that. I feel like saying that about, like, somewhat about a celebrity or something is, like, completely unfair. Well, I mean, g- given the evidence that we have, and given that there's no chance he's ever listening to this, uh, I think it's going to be okay. I think the multi-million dollar, uh, multi-millionaire guy that's been in, th- what, three different iconic things over the course of his career, I think he'll be all right. I think it's interesting about The Simpsons. It's, it's like, I think a lot of the cast members were, like, up-and-coming comedy people. And then they just like struck gold with the Simpsons and kind of just kept with that. Yeah, because yeah, I think you're actually you're right there because I think Sheer is the only one that was like really an established star before the Simpsons. It was pretty much like a bunch, wasn't it? Pretty much a bunch of like bit players from the Tracy Ullman show. Well, I mean, they all had careers a bit. Like like Dan Castellaneta was, I think he was second stage in Chicago, or if not that. Well, like like I mean, there were there were comedy people with a comedy background. Oh no, but, but I mean, yeah. like they were. Of the higher echelon, like, I think Dan was, was like, a well-respected guy. He, like, mm-hmm. but I think Yardley Smith was, she was in a couple of movies before The Simpsons, and um, that's about it. Like, I, she wasn't really well-known. Mm-hmm. Um, Hank Azaria, I don't think, was in much of anything, if anything, before the show. No. Uh, Julie Kavner, I think, was in a bunch of shit. I think she was, like, a... Julie Kavner hasn't actually been in all that much. Oh, was it? Okay. Um, I mean, she's been in stuff, like, because um, I looked her up. I was, like, reading her, like, Wikipedia entry or something the other day when I was watching it with the commentary. Yeah. Because she seemed like an interesting person. But well, um, are you looking that up so yeah. I don't have to? Okay. Yeah, I got you. The, the, reason I, the reason I thought she did stuff before that is because she, one, she kind of, maybe just she sounds older, but it feels like she's an older presence in the room. Mm-hmm. And people, like, the respect they have for her seems to be more than just... More than just uh, um, our coworker, yeah. like it seems like she's almost like more reverent than the other ones, and yet they're all kind of the same stature on the show. So mm-hmm. I think maybe I just assumed she was on stuff before. Let's see, she was. Uh, Kavner was cast her first professional acting role as Brenda Morgenstern in Rhoda in '74. Uh, oh yeah, she won a primetime Emmy in '78. Oh yeah, no, so she she actually had already won a fucking Emmy before that. Oh, so that's why she got cast in Tracy Ullman. Yeah, so she was like a. No, it was like a bunch of people with chops, like, don't get me wrong, and yeah. with backgrounds and all yeah. that, but they probably would have faded into, like, oh, yeah, they didn't need yeah. to worry about doing other work. Yeah. Because, well, I was agreeing with you, just except for yeah. her and, and Dan. I think everybody else, you're spot on. Like, mm-hmm. um, 
Yardley, yeah, like she was in that Stephen King movie, and I think like one other. Um, what Stephen King movie? She was in that one where the where the trucks come to life. Oh. Um, and then uh, uh, the the one that plays Bart that I never remember her name. I don't think she. I think she was just random voice work before that. Yeah. What's yeah. Her so name? the Scientologist. Yeah, I, don't, I always forget her name. It's just one of those. I, it never sticks in my head. Uh, I mean, yeah, great. That's gonna bother me. I'll look it up. She always annoyed me, so I never wanted to know anything about her. Um, Didn't she get sued for Nancy using... Nancy Cartwright. Yeah, yeah, Nancy Cartwright. Didn't she get sued for using Bart's voice to, like, promote Scientology? Yeah, I don't remember if it was Scientology, but she got... There was something along those lines. Let's just say that. There was something very close to that or exactly that. Mm. Maybe there was two, because I seem to remember there being another story about her. Oh, no, that's what it was. Yeah, I think she was doing, like, some kind of stage thing that was, like heavily like wink wink nudge nudge Scientology and doing Bart stuff on there and mm-hmm. they're like yeah no you can't do that that's this is not allowed mm-hmm. that's just verboten so okay so Harry Shearer I think in my own personal opinion might be a jerk um, I was weird I was it was just odd because I was thinking about Sam Simon how he was like kind of one of the founding guys on the show and I don't remember his commentary but maybe he, I, I had heard it and just got him confused because there's a bunch of those producers have the exact same voice mm-hmm. there's a lot of like uh, my name's Al Jean, and I'm a, I'm a producer. And then it's I am an instant, and I'm a producer. They've got mm-hmm. this like ne- like they actually have a stereotypical nerd voice. And, they do, and there's a certain kind of like, of course you're the producer of this. <laughs> like, of course mm-hmm. you are. Like, God, God bless your little hearts. But um, yeah, that, that's that's my that's my um, that's all my past uh, the things we need to catch up on from previous weeks. Mm-hmm. Is that Sna uh, is spew Harry Shearer might be a jerk, and um, Sam Simon. Either forgot. Let's just, I never brought Sam Simon up. Let's forget that. Okay. Because now that I think about it, I think he was actually only on the show for like that first season. So maybe even, maybe even was on the commentary and I just forgot. Because um, the more I think about it, the more I'm like, wait, no, I think everybody spoke really highly of him. So yeah, I'm going to take that back. Simpsons. Well, with, speaking of which, it's yeah. like when I was watching it, I like kind of couldn't help but... um. Oh, Dan Castellaneta uh, won an Emmy for being in Mr. Plow. Um, but, like, when you look at, like, the credits of yeah. who's in the early Simpsons, like, what a ridiculous dream team it is. I need you to, to elaborate. Oh, man, I was hoping you wouldn't have to. Um, like, like... The, like, uh, the, like, the people who... Who was a... Oh, man, there was, like... Like, oh, like, that... like production staff or voice staff? Cause I know, yeah, like John yeah. Uh, Schwartzwelder yeah, and Schwartzwell- Conan and Joss Weinstein and like... Well, Conan comes later. Conan's like Con- this well, season. season four. Yeah, yeah, no, it's season four. Well, season I three, can, yeah. Uh, se- yeah, season three, yeah, season four. Because he's on this season, yeah. We're doing... Se- this is season three, isn't it? Uh, yeah. Um, no, no, this is season four. But, okay, uh, that's what I thought. Sorry. Um, no, no, no. That was me being confused. Sorry. I was, I was actually looking at the screen and the number three was there and I started saying the wrong. But... um. Yeah, the the some of the guys that started too were um, the producers were like uh, were the producers of like Mary Tyler Moore. Uh, one of them was on. Uh, I think one of the producers of of Taxi, which was a giant fucking show. Uh, I don't know if you remember Taxi as a kid, but that was a massive show. One of the producers was behind that, so there was a lot of like yeah, there's a lot of like really big uh, that side talent uh, coming into those first few seasons. Yeah, mm-hmm. and then writers wise, like. Schwartzwilder, I think, was just, uh, I think he had just written for Saturday Night Live, maybe one other thing before that, but, uh, yeah, talk about fucking getting it right. Like, like that, guy's, yeah. that guy's a fucking amazing genius man of highest proportion. Yeah, yeah, and that's like, they're all very consistently, like, 
I wasn't. I was never paying attention to the names and the credits like the first few times yeah. I was watching that, and all of a sudden it's like, damn, that guy and that guy and that guy and that guy. Yeah, there's a few that I like. Conan, I of course knew, and then uh, Schwarzwelder was one of the ones that just I, I like I because he's on so many episodes mm-hmm. that just uh, after a while it became like, oh, all my episodes that I like are Schwarzwelder, and that's one of the probably when I was watching them the first time by the, by like season five. I think that's probably the only writer that I knew by name that is like, oh, fuck, like, oh, this is a Schwarzenegger episode. Like, this is going to be a good one, which is testament to him because I fucking barely know Bart's fucking voice actress's name. So, you know, knowing one of the writer's names. I just read, I talked about this at length on my other show, so I'm not going to go into it, but I I just read uh, Schwarzenegger, the first of his books, Mm -hmm. uh, The Time Machine did it. And it's, it's one of the funniest things that's ever been written in the history of ever. Like, really? I was reading at the bar, and I actually had to stop myself from laughing out loud. Like, if, if anybody was looking at me, they would see my back in silent spasms holding back. Like, <laughs> it's fucking like the whole the whole book is like every third line is a, is like basically a classic Simpsons line, like in the style of humor. It's so fucking good. Well, that's and, something I've noticed, like from from this season, is it's just like everything is funny, pretty much. Like a few mm. things fall flat, but whereas before. In earlier seasons, like there's like these moments of funny, and and this is just rapid fire funny. Yeah, I, I I agree to a point. I think there is a little bit of there's still a little bit of kind of enter- like entertainment, like more like oh well, this is entertaining to watch, less than funny. Like um uh whatever the episode with with the Ayn Rand uh, uh daycare, really funny sign, really funny setup. And then it's just like a really long Great Escape like parody, which is fine. Like it's amusing to watch, but there's no real jokes there. It's you no, know, but it's it's yeah. good. It works. Like, oh no, it's, it's fine, it but it's flows not, like really well. But there's some there's some of that stuff where it's like there's still a little bit of like, hey, let's watch amusing cartoon stuff happening. I mean, it's mm-hmm. not as, it's not as frequent, but there's 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 still a little bit of that kind of season one, season two kind of like it's not that it's bad, but it's like a little bit more like just watching cartoons is enough. Yeah. You know, which which is so long gone at this point because, mm-hmm. you know, one, the episodes are shorter and then two, other cartoons started to happen, you know? Yeah. Yeah, and I think that's like, that was like a major part of the charm though at the time. Like I remember when I was a kid, like being so enamored with the idea that like, that cartoons could go beyond. I don't actually know because like when I was a kid, it were just cartoons. Like because it's, it, <laughs> it goes back to that thing like, when you rewatch like Ren and Stimpy or anything like that, or Rocko's Modern Life, especially Rocko's Modern Life, um, I was just watching it because it was a cartoon when I was yeah. a kid, and it was a funny, weird cartoon and that was important to me. But like when you're an adult and you're like, man, this had like so much more going on, um, yeah. Which like now it has to consistently be that, and unfortunately that's like interpreted by a lot of like modern adult adult cartoons by like being like quote unquote edgy, yeah, and missing the point entirely yeah no totally it's the simpsons is probably the first one to attempt that but like it's not quite there yet and and i think our age difference shows here because like i never the simpsons was never uh i I never watched the simpsons i wasn't of the age to watch the simpsons as oh this is just a cartoon to stare at Mm -hmm. like i totally had that when i was a kid but i my cartoons to stare when i were the same ones they were watching like i was like tom and jerry and those were they still on when you were a kid yeah yeah okay yeah because that's I was when I was the age to just stare at cartoons like in a halo cartoons are happening was the old school kind of Tom and Jerry and the Looney Tunes, uh, Mary Melodies shit. Well, it's like it's interesting. I was thinking about that. um, 
how with like the way that the way that children consume media now, which is like almost entirely from like the kids that I work with and stuff, it's almost all Netflix based. Yeah. So they're growing up with much a much looser sense of a collective media childhood. Oh, totally. Than we yeah. were. Yeah. But also, like, the other great thing is it's like, man, you didn't have to watch the same rerun of Legends of the Hidden Temple, like, 80 times. Yeah. Like, you know, like, things like that. Um, that that's, like, the first generation of people who are going to be able to choose their own television. Yeah. Which means that they have, like, one kid, like, at my work, one kid will just be like, oh, yeah, like, have you seen Voltron? I was talking about goddamn Voltron with a kid today. Oh, that's fun. Well, that's coming back, yeah. so they're probably pushing that. But on he was watching channel. the old one. No, I mean, I mean, they're remaking it, so whatever channel has it, or I mean, whatever, like Netflix or whatever, probably has it on their front page. Yeah. Yeah, yeah. Yeah, yeah. And there's things like, like, like I don't know, there's certain universals like Paw Patrol and shit like that, which I have no clue what that's about. But like, yeah. um, there are some, cons- there are some constants, but they're all getting raised with like this wide variety of, of yeah. things. And when we were kids, it was just like, what happened to be there? Yeah, I was just thinking about how, like, I know Nickelodeon took up a lot of space when, like, with all the Tom and Jerry stuff, which I don't even think was Nickelodeon. I think that was, like, TNT or something. But Yeah, um, that was some other ch- – I don't remember what it was, but I don't think that was Nickelodeon. Yeah, yeah but, but like, in, like we were in the early days of Nickelodeon where the vast majority of, like, the, the airtime was just being padded by, like, Warner like, – or, uh, like, Looney Tunes reruns yeah. and stuff like that. Well, that's – you know, this goes back to when we were talking – I think it was the first episode where I was saying – that the early Simpsons is they still had the, there were still cultural touchstones that everybody understood and that's what they could play off of. So you can like the early Simpsons have like universal references and as yeah. it moves on, those go away for various reasons. And and as the show gets much older, what you're talking about starts coming into play where first it's cable. And then, so you're the idea of having one cultural touchstone reference starts getting like way down, like any given episode of like the shittiest, you know, uh, a network show in 1976 does more than like six times the highest amount of any show right now on network. Mm-hmm. Like they, like they would routinely get, you know, 30 something million. And now like a, like a decent comedy gets like one, 1.5. Mm-hmm. So yeah, cultural touchstones start breaking apart. And I think that actually, n- not to say anything about like what it does for society, but for like, for making shows like the Simpsons or making shows where like, cultural touchstone relevancy is important for the comedy. We're never going to see a show like that again, because there's no more cultural touchstones. There are, you know, the 15 minutes of fame kind of thing. So Mm -hmm. that's why South Park, I think has lasted as long as it does because it can produce it so quickly. So like, Hey, look, here's, you know, Gangnam style, like three days after is, you know, a thing. And then that show, you know, you don't have to remember that stupid meme or whatever. Oh no, no. And the Simpsons has degraded to that point for sure. Like the, the newer episodes are like, all about that to the point where they're like embarrassingly dated. Like there'll be like a moment like that's nineties dated. Like I forget which episode it is. Oh, I think was it Mr. Plow where Homer's trying to figure out like the Don Quixote reference. And he's like, I'm going to look that up. And he goes and finds a book. And I was like thinking of, I was like, when I was watching it, I was like, how does he look that up? <laughs> like, how, uh-huh. did, how did people look shit up? Back in 1990, yeah. like out of one book, you know, like, um, but uh, they, like they, there's that degradation where it becomes about way more flash in the pan kind of things, yeah. Like, and like especially in the newer seasons, it's like Lisa gets an iPod, 
Like things like yeah. that. iPods are dated already. Yeah. But, you know, the thing that I'm not that not bad with, like iPods or like things that are that huge. It's and I haven't seen the new the new seasons, but like I know like other cartoons I've tried to watch recently uh, by recently. I mean, the last, you know, five, six years is those things where it's like a reference to like, uh, you know, a, a literally an Internet meme that's, you know, was gone by the time that, you know, with mm-hmm. South Park, it's not the, the Internet meme's still there because it gets produced in, you know, a week. So. Yeah. You know, it's still there. But like if I watch a rerun from, you know, three months before, it's just this is completely out of date already. So it's not mm-hmm. like built to last. So, yeah, the Simpsons, I'm fine with like the iPod because at least it's a ref- recognizable thing mm-hmm. that but like if they do like uh, like Futurama has a throwaway joke about I can has cheeseburger mm-hmm. and I'm like, oh, that's like, I mean, I remember that. So it's like, I mean, I guess it lasted long enough. So it's stuck. But it's like, oh, that's. That's embarrassing. But, it, but you know, then they made a joke about the iPhone. It's like, oh, well, you know, we all remember the iPhone. Like, even if it's, mm-hmm. I guess technically they're still around, but we all remember the, you know, we're all, we're all aware of that bit of technology, that bit of like kind of cultural touchstone. Well, I feel know. like, I feel like the the speed, are, maybe this is making me sound like super out of date and old or whatever the fuck, but I feel like the, the speed like that, like memes and what move now, um, it's pretty much like mining for like these micro touchdowns yeah these moments of nostalgia and like when you think about it just like oh yeah remember that that meme that was a really big deal for a week like six months ago like a few months like if i don't know a few weeks or months or whatever i don't have i don't have any good track of time anymore it was like a year after like that goddamn facebook dress thing and people were like remember a year ago when we all argued about like this stupid fucking thing yeah and I feel like those moments are just getting like shorter and shorter and shorter, which is like um, Mad TV did kind of a great thing on that, which like I really is not a sentence that like comes out of my mouth ever. Um, But it was like a parody of like when they were doing they did. I love the 80s. I love the 90s. And then like eventually was like, I love the the aughts. And I don't even know if you're using that term, but um, like how it eventually deconstructed where they were just talking about the show immediately yeah 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 and it was like hey remember when that guy said something five minutes ago yeah Yeah. remember when that guy said something about that five minutes ago yeah and it just like like compiles on itself yeah into like this hyper immediacy which is like i don't know i I, i'm gonna like it's gonna be really interesting to see how that plays out and how that evolves well i mean it's because we are in like a major culture of immediacy so yeah well i mean i don't the 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 problem not the problem but like the the reason behind it is there's so much kind of there's so much cachet and like you know basically click count towards getting a meme mm-hmm. so and there's so much content creation that's not content that's you know meme creation that's you know just i mean i guess it's content but it's not like actually like written or created content it's it's throwaway fluff because written and created stuff is doesn't do anything no one no one watches it no one cares no one reads mm-hmm. no one like the idea of like long form entertainment is unless it's incredibly famous or incredibly lucky for the most part, no no one's ever going to see it. So the smart thing to do is to focus on getting one random meme. You get your click count up on your website, you get a couple bucks from Google and that's all you can really hope for. And there's no real hope to get out of that because unless there's a far less people, I mean, there's just more people around trying to create, not even trying to create, but trying to cash in on content. So it's either Mm -hmm. we stop liking pictures of cats 
or people start creating actual art and mm-hmm. you know which one of those do you find more likely yeah, yeah. you know it's it's you know we're gonna we're gonna find oh it's got a look at that cat it's got a it's got a pancake on its back this time oh this is brand new wait what <laughs> season is uh bart's 15 minutes of fame uh oh which one's that uh it's like when bart's the i didn't, I didn't do, do it, it boy yeah. uh i think it comes it's like in a season or two down like down, you mean later? Like uh, later, yeah. Oh, yeah. Um, down the line. Yeah. Uh, yeah. It's, I think it's five, six, maybe. Yeah. And it's like, it. it's it's like when you look at it just within the context of that episode. Yeah. Of how like Bart's 15 minutes happens because of a fluke thing that happened to be at t- on TV at that time. Yeah. And now anybody can make anything be on TV at that time. It's just a matter of finding the exactly. audience for yeah. it. Like, like, right, like, there's, like, that whole thing about, like, the guy getting complimented on his shoes, that whole meme. Like, yeah, I don't know that one. Oh, the whole damn Daniel thing? No. I, Which, by I, the time I, this comes out, will probably be completely forgotten about yeah, and irrelevant, I, but, like. I think maybe I saw that on a, uh, on, on a trending thing, but, it, no, I, I didn't watch it. It just, be, it, like, it became this huge thing, and it was just, like, I think it was a series of vines of, like, this one guy going, like, damn, Daniel, check out, like, back at it again with the white fans. And it's kind of funny, but yeah. somehow that kind of funny thing just like gain this foothold yeah and it's weird because it's like you can see what gets a foothold and what doesn't and it's like kind of random yeah because it's all about like decimating to like this one point you know like i don't know yeah but i mean that's sort of the 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 idea is that there are so many people that you can get these kind of we've we've become a culture of paying attention to like such small percentage and thinking that matters and getting like hooked on it. Now, some of the small percentages do matter and it works. Like, like I was talking to Sean last night about like, like how often we hear about trans people and that's 0.001% or something like that. But that's yay. Like good. That's something we should talk about. Now, guys that play pranks on their girlfriend.com or whatever, that's also 0.001% or whatever. Mm. And that shit gets passed around, but it's that, it's that same like, oh, let's look at this and let's talk about this for a week kind of thing. And sometimes it's very good. And then other times it's just embarrassing garbage. But that's sort of the way that we consume culture at this point, which is, it's somewhat scary because sometimes like the, the, the big issues get thrown away along with the, the shitty stupid ones. Mm-hmm. Like the... We got like like everybody was really mad at at the the Washington Redskins like two years ago. I mean, people still are, but like mm. it was a story every five minutes. You couldn't get away from that story, and people they they're like, yeah, we ain't doing nothing about it. And then people just kind of stop paying attention because that's the, what we do. Like we pay attention for a few minutes, so it's yeah, it's somewhat dangerous and it's kind of s- shitty because we like we paid much attention to like uh, something that matters for five minutes as we did with you know pancake kitty or whatever you know yeah and that's an like well that's like interesting too it's like um that's like all like there's so so much bernie sanders stuff yeah that's like floating around that's like oh yeah well like right i saw like a bunch of things today about how bernie sanders win against trump by a higher percentage than hillary clinton would and i think it was headline yeah and then I think it was like a day or two ago that they like there was another article about how after Sanders won in whatever state that was that he won, um, there was like sixteen negative articles published by like one publication alone. Yeah, about Bernie Sanders, and it's <coughs> sorry, it's like there's um more of a pushback on it. There's like this weird corporate pushback because like 
because like all of media has been, I don't know, democrat socialized almost. Oh no, socialized is a terrible term too. Maybe I just can't like. Well, there's no good term because this is this is again I, going back to my fight in languages. Uh, you people ruined all the words, and now we can't talk about things without this happening. Because socialized, no, that would have been a perfectly fine word. But no, socialized. Yeah. Um, like I, I feel like that implies that there's like a bigger distribution chain, which is why socialized is inaccurate. Yeah, um, democratized. But, I guess. But I mean, it would be socialized because it's social media. I mean, that's actually what the word would mean. But uh. because now we've trained ourselves to say like, oh no, some subtle meaning on a third level. No, we, that's not what yeah. I was doing no, at I all. Know, I was I know, going on like on the actual basic meaning. But no, yeah. no, that's that is the word. I mean, it's social media. It is mm. socialized media. That's what the the concept is. You know? Yeah, that's socialization is so like that's the. The kind of the, the heart and soul of the thing. But, you know, it's funny on that side. Like, so I read that 16 story is, yeah. But then like the other side, you could do that math as well. Now, to be fair, they're doing it against Trump. So probably, you know, it's a lot more fair to do it. Mm. But like, it's funny because that actually is, uh, although I think accurate and probably for the, the greater good, it's actually like that story coming out saying this news article that 16 bad stories about Sanders in a row. That's just as kind of micro- ADD news cycle paying attention thing as the other side. But we're, since you're paying attention to it, that's that same thing of like, oh, those guys did 16 a thing instead of a story being, hey, let's make a graph and compare story distribution. It's mm-hmm. no mad. Look over there. Mad, mad, mad thing over there. Mad yeah. 16's bad. And you're like, well, what website's this? Maybe we could do a metric on your website and find out. Again, it'd be against Trump. So totally would be agreeing with that website but yeah well, it's, it's the distraction of... culture of like oh quick oh, Bernie Sanders has pancakes on him yeah the well, the, the micro record chambers um but it's like it, I've been trying to like there's certain things though that I feel like aren't going to go away with that like that kind of decimation of media like um that's that's the right word that I'm thinking of right? decimation means uh, d- d- divided by 10 no, no. What's the word? What means to be spread around? That's also decimation. Dissemination. Dissemination. Yeah. Okay, that's the word that I meant. Um, yeah. the dissemination of media. With that, um, totally different word than the word that I was saying. No, but what you were saying, like, it, it wasn't the right word, but it made enough sense that I could parse your meaning. So I was like, yeah, it's close enough. Yeah, yeah, yeah. But um, so the dissemination of of media, like, there's certain things that I don't think that they're gonna they might maybe they'll figure out some kind of like horrible totalitarian way to get around it but like with like the police and shit like that like people can film the police now yeah like it used to be your word against them and now it's like so and i think that's honestly one of like the most important things to come out of modern social media yeah is like being able to have that immediate accountability or non-accountability and the backlash on that etc etc yeah but I mean, there's also downsides to that too. I mean, that's that's one that's much more positive sides, but also that kind of ruins the idea of police work and then good police get overly scrutinized. And I, it's like, that side sucks too. But like the point, like, yeah, that side's good. But like the focus on that takes away from some of the kind of constitutional issues because it becomes this like rah, rah, let's like all cops are bad. Not all, they don't say all, it's not yeah, they it say all cops are bad to be fair, but like, they're not like, really, this is a percentages thing. Like we're really talking about a 1% of cops, which to be fair, 1% of cops being bad, well, that's like a fucking genocide. Like, I mean, that's a that's a lot of fucking cops. Like, that's a shitload of bullets. Like, so it's something to be very concerned with. But that's that thing of like, so you hear all the stories of like, you know, uh, bad cop, bad cop, bad cop, bad cop. And it's it's the fact that no, there's no way to represent the other side, which I mean, again, it's bad story sell. So it's not like you can do like, you know, 
hey, this cop helped this lady across the street. Like, no one's going to read that story. No, but, and I think, yeah. like, well, the, the foundation of, like, a lot of that ACAB stuff, which, like, I had a hard time understanding. Wait, what's that? I don't, I don't know what that is. Oh, word. ACAB? No, what's it's, that? Uh, all caps are bastards. Oh, You've okay, probably yeah, yeah. seen it around town. No, no, no. Yeah. I, 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 didn't, I didn't put it together hearing it aloud. Oh, yeah, uh, yeah, yeah. Yeah. Um, I, like, I, had a, I was struggling with that for a really long time because I really hate um, condemning, like, large groups of people. Um, but... Like, even if they are cops, et cetera. But, like, the whole point of this, like, if the best way to do your job is to, like, kind of not do your job, what the fuck does that say about what you're doing? No, but I think that's a misunderstanding of how cops work. I think it's because all the all the news attention. Oh, the cool cop is the guy who no, lets you go for something. No, 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 no. That's not what I'm saying. I'm not talking about cops. Being, cops can't be cool. They're they're police. They, they're there to have the law be enforced. I'm not talking about cops being cool. I'm saying cops not knocking your fucking head in because you're a black dude or a chick. Like, I, I, I mean, doing proper police work. Like, they're supposed to be squares that that protect and serve. They're mm. never going to be cool. Like, I'm not talking about, like, this is, I'm not talking about hugging cops. I mean, cops doing, they're, they've got a shitty job. Like, they mm. have to walk around with death sticks on their fucking hip and hope no one tries to kill them and hope they don't have to kill anybody. And then hopefully they get to go home at night. Like that job sucks. And it's really commendable that anybody wants to be like, oh, you know what I want to do? Risk my life every day and then have the entire fucking city hate me because I'm trying to save them. Like that sucks. And you don't hear about that. You hear about the shitty cops. Well, because it's all it's. It's it's all about it's but it's about upholding like a system that has like there, there's like all these systemic issues of like you know racism yeah. and classism but and that's blaming the, that's blaming yada, the messenger yada, yada. is the problem it is like yeah they are upholding that system to an extent but they're also keeping the streets safe for the most part like they're, they're doing, literally choosing yeah. to uphold that system if, yeah, you, but, if you take that job you're no, choosing no, to uphold that system to a, yes to a certain extent yeah but they're also I, most people aren't thinking about that they're also like trying to they're thinking I want to protect the citizenry like mm. yeah and, and the system that protects the citizenry is is often fucked, but yeah, there, there's like most cops, like most anybody in public service or not public service, you know, that's a firemen and whatever you call mm. those things, like that, that side of things. They go into it for like good reasons and generally do good, but it's, yeah, the, the, the system's kind of hosed, but that you don't blame cops for that. You, you should blame lawmakers and try to change like, the, well, it's the, like the lack of accountability of cops and like the whole thin blue line and yada, yada, yada. Yeah. But that's really a very small percentage. I mean, and it's, no, it's a loud percentage. It's the same thing as 16 stories. What I'm saying it's it's a loud minority. And when they go wrong, people end up being dead. So yeah, obviously you end up talking about it, but think about the amount of cops in the country versus the amount of shootings you see. And the percentage is actually really small. Well, also think about like what you probably don't hear about because it gets covered up. And because like, we just happen to have this accountability. Now we just happen to have the system for accountability now. Yeah, so, some, I mean, we don't even have a good accountability. No, system. not, like, not like, I think yeah. accountability is the wrong term. No, it's no, but like, I, mean, I get what you're saying, but like, I just mean publicizing. Even if even if it's exponentially more, it's still a really small percent. Like, I mean, it's still w below ten. I mean, it's a, a very low, unacceptable. Like, it should be less than one. Like, it, mm -hmm. sh it should be aberrations, not like it shouldn't be a definable percentile. It should be an aberrant person here and there. But if there was a st like a high percentage systemic, you know, cop issue, there'd be a shitload more dead people, like a mm. shitload more stories, even being hidden. You would, he, it would be just the number of, I don't have the number of number of cops in the country, but if you do the math, it's just, oh my God, the amount of people that would get fucking murdered. Like mm. there's a lot of cops in the country. So I just think it's when people blame cops, it's, it's, I think it's just blaming the wrong people. You should blame, you know, it should be like all 
congressmen suck or all comptrollers, you know, below or whatever. Like, I don't, I don't think the- All comptrollers are bastards. Yeah, exactly. Yeah, just whatever. Like, just some, it's, I just think it blame, blaming cops is like, it, it's just blaming the messenger in a lot of ways. Well, I think like, yeah. there's also like a, you know, a really big aspect of it where I feel like, um, as like, as like a Jewish woman, like that doesn't really affect me. The way you know what I mean, like that's not oh, totally, but- an aspect of it that I have to deal with on yeah. nearly the same level. So that's like not my thing to comment on, you know. Yeah, like- yeah, but I also hate that that argument like a ton because then you you're not allowed to talk about anything. It's not about yeah. being allowed to talk about anything. I think it just having that caveat and just admitting that caveat is super important. And just saying like, yeah, this affects a lot of other people in ways that I can't believe, begin to understand. Oh, no, no. I, I get Because I, I, I haven't experienced it and never will. No, I got that. But that's the thing is that individual experience actually isn't that important when you're talking about when you're talking about societal issues. Like when you're talking about massive issues, it's the math that matters. So if one person has a bad story and that shit goes viral... That's still just one story. But like the whole, that, the whole point with that, though, is it's not an individual issue. It's like... No, no but what it, I mean is you saying, I don't experience this. My Your experience actually doesn't mean anything when it comes to math. Like it, It's not it, about math. No, I mean, like, no, I'm saying about like all, like, like all cops are bastards. I'm just going back to that point is, mm-hmm. well, no, mathematically they're not. Or it would be demonstrably shown that they, like you could show it would be... Blood, the streets would be running with blood. I was going to say literally, but of course it wouldn't. There's a lot of streets because again, math. The human body doesn't hold that much blood. You would like they would never run. Like maybe maybe a small sewer in in a, in a in a in a like somewhere in Compton. Like yes, but like yeah, them being dicks, sure. But like not all cops being bastards. It's just the numbers don't bear out. So you saying like oh I don't experience it. You experience it actually would take away from the the objective view of the thing like. Because if you if you got because then you're necessarily towards one side, so it's like I'm just saying like the people that this impacts the most, yeah, like, no, I got you. Don't have the same experience. Like I don't have those experiences, and that's why I shouldn't talk about. Oh it. no, no, I got you. But what I'm and saying I shouldn't is, talk about it. But like no, no, I, I got you. But I'm just saying like th- that's a, being outside of the thing and looking at the numbers is where objective thought would come from. So it's like like you know it's like a uh, like like who would be like a like I, uh, I was raised uh, Catholic, and I know some people that got diddled. I'm necessarily going to be like that. Doesn't like that doesn't help me understand the math of the situation. That doesn't help me understand the the impact of it. That just gets me mad. Like that's mm. that doesn't ha- that doesn't mean that my my opinion means more just because I'm somewhere within the system. It just means it. If anything, it actually clouds my objective view of it. You know. Yeah, yeah, but like, but with math becomes. Becomes this like depersonalization of the whole thing, but I mean, and, but, but we're talking about governmental systems. It is de- depersonalization. That's sort of how it has to run. <laughs> like, yeah, but if you yeah. look at percentages and you look at the devil. impact yeah. of those percentages, at like what uh, yeah. point does it? No, it blows. Yeah, yeah but yeah. but it blowing and 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 it blowing and damning an entire group of of some, uh, of people that for the most part joined to try to help people it sucks you know that that's terrible you know it's like i don't blame lottery people that buy lottery tickets cuz they're dumb like i buy one but that's incredibly stupid of me <laughs> it's it's demonstrably stupid that, that doesn't mean just because I buy one, you can't call me stupid for it just because, I mean, I'm, it's a weird comparison because I couldn't think of anything that I do. But like, <laughs> you know, like, yes, the math does dictate this is a really stupid thing to do. But, you know, some people do win the lottery and blah, blah, blah. But the point is being inside of a community or being inside of a situation, I don't think actually adds to clarity. You know, it's like uh, mm-hmm. it's like somebody screaming, think about the children. It's like, why should I think about the children? 
I, I live by myself. I don't. I shouldn't be concerned with your fucking kids. Calm the fuck down. You should be concerned with like other people's experiences and how they play out, especially if it's not something that like that you have to. If you have to stretch yourself to empathize with the situation, it's like more the reason that you should. But no, but what I'm, I'm just saying, you, but you're not empathizing with the other side. That's the, my entire point is both sides of this. It's, you're not empathizing with the. Nine, They're not equal sides. You're saying, yeah, ninety percent of cops that are good that are being painted with a shit brush. Fuck, fuck it. I'll, I'll be even worse on them. Let's say sixty percent of cops that are good. Yeah, it's not equal sides. You're shitting on sixty percent of people that don't deserve it. That well, sucks. It, it, yeah, because there's a difference between being a cop and being like, um, like. Like a person of color or a minority or something like that. Well, like no, no, it's not like that. That's not an equal thing. It's just well, no, I'm not splitting compar- it and calling it. No, no, equal. I'm not, no, no. I'm not comparing it to shitting on minority. I'm just saying, saying that all cops are bastards is is being empathetic towards like a community that gets stomped on by cops. Yes, but you can also be empathetic towards a community of cops that gets completely shit on by all of society because of their outlier shitheads. Like you can be empathetic to both sides. It's not. It's not a black and white thing. So this is the inanimate carbon pod where we talk yeah. about the Simpsons. <laughs> yeah. No, no, because this goes back to the Simpsons. If 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 West Haberbrook, proper, if they had proper government infrastructure, like I'm talking about, instead of getting conned by one charismatic monorail salesman, mm. you know what they would have? A better government infrastructure. But no, they fell for the story. They fell for this shyster that came through. They said, oh no, my opinion matters. My life story is more valid than your government spending checklist and your safety checklist. And you know what happened? That monorail fell the fuck down. And that guy had to get a weird haircut. He shouldn't have stopped for that haircut. Yeah, probably. <laughs> um, who's that guy supposed to be? Like, what's he a reference to? Uh, Is he just like a generic like no, German I th- weirdo? I think he's supposed to be some. He's, I think he's supposed to be a, a uh, professor from uh, some old movie. If I remember the like, it's not a reference I understood. Like, it's not some famous thing. I think he's a reference to some old movie or or, or uh, movie. Uh, what's a, what are those things? What are those movies that the kids used to listen to on MTV? Like music videos, like something along those lines. Mm-hmm. Um, but yes, so taken in by this the, the this shyster, you know, and his personal experience, it didn't matter. And, All and North Haverbooker yeah. bastards. Yeah, no. Yeah. <laughs> Ogdenville fell apart because they didn't look at the math. They mm-hmm. fell for this smooth talking son of a bitch, Lyle <laughs> Langley. <laughs> yep. All Langleys are bastards. Yes. To be fair. Before you brought up the race thing, I was trying to get back. I was going towards Wiggum before you compared it to black people. I, I, I people of color. Sorry, uh, I was go- literally going towards Wiggum at that point. No, that I was, was thinking the, about that. I was, I was turning. I was literally turning it to the Springfield PD at that point. I went, ah, shit, no, no, no. <laughs> well, it's like, well, it's because it's like I've had good experiences with cops. Don't get me wrong. I've had cops help me out. Like I'm no, not saying I have that. I don't. I've never had a good run-in with a cop. Really? They've all been dead. Yeah, I, but I bet I'm. Yeah. But like, I can't use that as evidence for that because like. I am, like, a white woman. I'm, like, one of the least likely to have an issue with a cop's demographics, yeah. like, possible. So, like, that is, like, I can't make, really, that kind of claim or comparison. It's like, yes, me, very specifically, with the shit that I have going on, yeah, had that go well for me. Yeah, no, like, I just, yeah, no, but I'm just going back to, like, numbers and demographics. That's that's kind of the, 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 end, the end point of it all. But let's talk about The Simpsons. We're done no. with this shit. Well, little lady, are all cops bastards? That's only I could give you the answer to that, but only you would, or only two people in the room would understand that. 
Oh, I, I don't, I don't. And that includes your teacher. That That's what he says to let, let, let Lyle Langley. I, I, I've never seen oh, that fuck show. fuck you, Alex. <laughs> <laughs> Sorry. Um, okay. Streetcar Named Marge, I know this is an important one for you. What's your thoughts? Oh, okay. So um, I was like cataloging in my head while I was watching that. How Homer is explicitly abusive, like emotionally abusive to Marge. I thought about that too while I was watching it. Cause like you can't not. It's yeah. really glaring and it's like usually jarring. It's, usually it's like abandonment abuse. Like like I'm, he's just not there or like just kind of dumb and focusing on Like that one was like. Really deliberate. Yeah, that was, yeah, that, yeah de- deliberate. That's the, that's the word for it. Like it wasn't just like abuse by absence or abuse by like not paying attention. Like, no, that one was like. They really dirtied him up for that episode. Like, that oh, was a tough one. Oh, they did. One. And, yeah, like, yeah. when I first got, uh, like, FX Now, and I started rewatching The Simpsons, like, earlier, like, over the summer, um, I watched that episode, like, kind of as a throwaway, like, oh, I barely remember this episode. And I was, like, fucking horrified by yeah. it. Like, um, like, he straight up, in the first, like, five minutes of that episode, gaslights the fuck out of March. Yeah. Like that is explicit gaslighting. Like it's it's t- yeah cuz I'm usually on the side of like all the Simpsons are terrible pieces of shit and Homer's just one example of it but this one was like ooh wow yeah you're right like he, he he's abusive. Yeah to be fair I don't really know what the term gaslight means I need you to explain okay, that. Okay so um yeah. gaslighting is when you tell somebody that their um experience didn't happen or you recreate the past for them like um you falsely represent the past and, pr- and like point it out like Okay, using this no, no, I, I, I think I understand why, but I was, oh, okay, so oh, yeah, so. in that episode, she's like talking about how she's trying out for the play and auditioning and all that, yeah, and then she goes to like leave for her audition, and Homer's like, I didn't hear anything about that. That's gaslighting. Yeah, yeah, where it goes, yeah, uh, no, that's I, very explicit gaslighting. Actually, what, no, we're my textbook. Where like, my stammering was there was I was trying to figure out what that meant, like the word, but because it's like gaslight being the gaslights on a on a stage. So you're now doing a stage reproduction and doing it your own way. That's probably what the etymology is. Oh, okay, yeah. Yeah, um, yeah no, he totally did. Yeah, because that's the one where he's like, I have a fo- was that the one with I have a photographic memory or is that in the monorail one? Because he does that with... I think that might be the monorail oh, one. Oh, because he does the same thing in that one where he goes, bah, 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 I'm Marge and he's got... Oh, ten- no, 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 that, that's the monorail and, one because yeah, like... He's got like, she's got tentacle arms and shit, but he does that same thing where he just reinvented the world and it's like, oh, dude... That's that's called gaslighting. Yeah, yeah, yeah. It's yeah. a form of abuse. Yeah, yeah. No, I, 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 I recognize that form of abuse. I did not know the term for it. Mm-hmm. Yes. Yeah, gaslighting. Um, and like I remember him being horrible and abusive in that episode, and like even though he was aware of a bla- gaslighting and yada yada, then I wasn't like focusing on it. Yeah. And I was just like, man, he's abusive, but he's like very, I don't to the point where it's almost gross. That yeah. they come out of that episode still together, honestly. Like, yeah. it's kind of gross. Like, their relationship is gross. Like, the, the, yeah, the end, there's no, like... There's no good resolution yeah, of like, that episode. You can see, like, Homer... Comes around a tiny bit, but, yeah, like... it's like he's short... Like, is anything like he learns a lesson? It's almost like, oh, I recognize why I should feel bad. Yeah, that was a that was a rough one for him. Like, that was, like... It was... It's, yeah. it's difficult to watch. It really yeah, is. Yeah, it was and, like, pretty um, awkward. Because, yeah. um, like, his biggest revelation was that, like... Oh, yeah. Stanley's bad. Like, the guy from Streetcar Named Desire, he's, like, fucking terrible and, like, yeah. terrible, terrible. Um, yeah, then he kind of, like, laughs it off going, like, oh, I'm kind of like that guy. And that's it. And yeah. they, like, walk off holding hands. And, yeah. like, also, Marge is, like, grateful that he even shows up to her play. Like, 
There's so many yeah. layers of terrible to that. Like, she only gets the part because, like, she's experiencing abuse, essentially. Like, the, um... So, to be fair, she should be a little thankful for the abuse. I mean, it's not like she's a trained actress. <laughs> I mean, come on. <laughs> well, like, she... What's the guy's name? Because he has a really funny name, and I can't remember it. What? Uh, uh, Lovitz John Lovitz, character? yeah. Uh, I don't remember. Yeah. Oh, he has a really funny name. Please look it up. But, um... He, Don't know like, around, March. watches her get abused over the phone and says, like, that she's beaten and berated and just, like, okay, you. You've been broken by life by your husband enough. And it's so hard, like, to see later. Honestly, I think that. Llewellyn Sinclair. Llewellyn. You, yeah, yeah. yeah, Llewellyn. Yeah. Yeah, yeah. yeah, yeah. Um. That, like, romanticizing their relationship is also gross because yeah. it's it's an abusive, unequal relationship. Yeah, that and, one was tough. Yeah. Yeah, and it comes from there. And, like, even in later episodes, there's a – it's almost all, like, yeah, Homer was totally – I think they, they provide, like, men's ignorance, ignorance as an excuse for how they behave. And that's well, like so toxic and like I, patriarchal and again I would I would disagree a little bit there because I think it's more again you're saying ignorance is in this episode yes but I think most of the episodes it's just the characters being dumb not using ignorance as an excuse it's using these are dumb characters as an excuse but this episode is not exactly uh, that. over this the weekend was, I was yeah, yeah. okay I was really drunk and I like wrote a Tumblr post on it which is like one sentence but it's some like but I had like such a feeling of like um. Like, oh, my God, this is so unhealthy. Because you can see Bart doing it, too. Like, the idea that he's the one teaching Bart how he should be with yeah. for future relationships and how she he should do with women. And you can see that mirrored within Lisa and Bart. Yeah. Well, that, like, actually, that you know, I was going to say that uh, it's not it's not bad, but it's there's the 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 the. Marge being a terrible mom version of that in the Lisa the Beauty Queen episode, mm-hmm. where it's like fucking say something, Marge. Like this is terrible. Like this is uh, that that one made me feel pretty bad for Passivity Lisa. Passivity is like all that she knows, though. Yeah, and like that's kind of the thing. It, like they make a point to show um, passivity was like really beaten into Marge, and she was like taught really early on to accept that kind of shit. And, like, the flip side of it was, like, her sisters who didn't do that. And it's, like, kind of pointed out how they're kind of lonely and alone. Or at least Selma is. Yeah. Like, painted as lonely and alone. Yeah. And because, like, she... If the version of femininity and happiness and domesticity that was fed to them is disgusting. Yeah, yeah. Either way, I, I, but that goes more towards, I mean, I go back then. We, again, we can't psychoanalyze too much on, on this because then you have to go back to Homer being, you know, abused by his dad and you get a whole thing. So uh, this one, definitely Homer, abusive, goes outside of his character. Most episodes, I think it's just more stupidity. Um, but, I don't know if it really goes against his character as much, though. Cause no, because like, I think that how because this stuck out for both of us. I mean, this this is above and beyond the normal Homer abuse. This is like actual like. Like proactive abuse like i don't know if that's the term to you but like this is actually like he's putting effort into abuse not just uh oh I'm okay an idiot and don't care oh this abuse. is like yeah. this is the post that i made it was just like yeah. the, like them a lot of like the men in the simpsons and i feel like that includes bart at this point and um 
and also like Grandpa Simpson too, is that like the, the me- a lot of the men in there are portrayed as simple to justify their emotionally negligent behavior. Yeah, and like it's kind of hard not to be like, not to on some level be like Marge doesn't take him to task. Yeah, Marge waits until she hits a breaking point, and um, like when she goes to when she goes to prison, for example, later in season four. That was all about her breaking point. Like that whole episode. Yeah. Was about like the, the repercussions of that. Yeah, you know, totally. But the, um, I was just going to the, it's not, I, I just don't think it's more of a, this episode aside and a couple others. Cause I think one, just to your point, I think Bart's actually worse than Homer a lot of times. Uh, just, I think we kind of don't look at it because he's a kid and you kind of, but it's like, Oh God, he did. Cause you know, I think you're supposed to be a bratty kid, but sometimes bratty kids like, Oh my God, Bart, you're like, an evil human. Like, oh yeah, there's a really yeah, great yeah. line where like they're going to Duff Gardens and they like and he just goes, "Oh, dad's dead." Yeah, yeah. There's there's a lot of but uh there's But again, he's a kid and yeah. that is no, that like I know yeah, you're yeah. saying that's an if that's a huge. No, totally. But I mean, I th- the thing is like like the Simpsons writers, they say when they write the Simpsons, they write Homer like a big dog. Like they mm-hmm. literally don't even write him as a human. Like the point is like he's just a big dumb animal reacting to stimulus around him. Mm-hmm. So this one is not because this one he, he's literally proactive in his in his shitty behavior in his instead abuse, of just being yeah. instead of just being dumb and there. I think a lot of it is just being dumb and there, and, and the same goes for everybody in The Simpsons. That's the way they write them. They say all the members of The Simpsons family are dumb except for Lisa, and that's just because she's not as dumb as them. Like that's that's a quote from writers in the commentary. Mm. Is a lot of the time it is just them being incredibly stupid characters. But this one, but yeah, I know this one was like holy fuck, dude. And there was a. The Monterey, there was another one, maybe it wasn't this season. No, it's a later season, so I'll think of it. There was another one like that where Homer did something that was just kind of like, ooh. Like, I forget what it was. It was, oh, it was, uh, it's a funny line, but it was a really demonstrative. It's one where, it's one where Milhouse's parents get divorced. Mm-hmm. And Homer says something along the lines of, well, they don't have what we have. Uh, they don't have what uh, your relationship, you didn't have what our, my Mark relationship is. Uh, I'm totally dependent on her or something like that. Something yeah. like completely like, ooh. Like, that's a funny line, but that's actually, like, that's a, that's actually really a sharp blow to the old reality circuit right there. Oh, like, no, it is. Oh, yeah, you're both, like, really broken people, and this is really, really bad, and you should just run away from each other immediately. But that's, mm. that's later seasons. No, um, no, no, that is later seasons, and I know, like, um... I did, like, Marge, uh, uh, one of the, one of the fun episodes, one of the fun moments in this is... <laughs> All right, now throw her off of you. Uh, yeah, I'm trying. Just throw her off that one. <laughs> tried to stab fucking Flanders to the neck with a broken <laughs> bottle. Oh, made me really happy. <laughs> oh, no, and it also made me really happy how she's like, let's do the bottle scene again, like, right now. And she also smashes, like, a, bo- a random bottle that he happens to have in his, like, bedroom. Oh, but, yeah, yeah. yeah. And it's also, like, back when Ned was cool, like, before he just came, like, an empty shell for the right, but, um, or shill, I feel like. Like there was this period of time where, like, I feel like it was yeah. more so earlier seasons. Yeah, I think he's, I think he's kind of already crossed into the uh, Christian E. McKees Big nerd, territory. Yeah. yeah. No, no, like, because in the first like two or three, se- like, I think two seasons, solid two seasons, yeah. he's like somehow manages manages to be kind of hip too, and like, yeah, 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 and I think that's also the season where he like he watches like two seconds of, um. Oh no, that's the Mr. Plow. No, is it Mr. Plow? The episode where they're all sick, and Flanders watches like he like thinks that God is like taking vengeance on his family because he laughed at one joke and married with children. 
I don't remember what episode that is. I I I remember that line. I don't remember what episode that was. Mm-hmm. Um, yeah, that yeah. So Street Fighter New Marge, like good episode, but there were some pretty startling things. Uh, as far as the, the like the non weird Homer, like taking Homer out of the equation, um. I really liked uh, how they completely ruined the end of Streetcar Named Desire, where they're like, you can always depend on the kind of strangers. You're like, oh my God, did you? Wow, this is this is kind of... And another part with like kind of the abuse angle that just occurred to me now, I think maybe if I had read Streetcar or watched it more recently, I think maybe the parody aspect would have kind of dulled the abuse aspect a bit. I mean... It's making a parody of it, a story. No, of an honestly, and I like. Yeah. I kind of just thought about that. It's yeah. like it does the same goddamn thing that The Simpsons does, though. Like no, that no, whole episode. Yeah, that's yeah. The point is the yeah, episode yeah. is a parody of it, and I was thinking like maybe because it is. I mean, it really does feel more out of character for him. Like it is a little bit more like actively abusive. Like I wonder if I was slightly more familiar with Streetcar because I haven't read it since I was in high school. Maybe some of like his lines would kind of. I mean, obviously, it would still be like. Well, it's not like the play has bowling in it. Oh, wait, it does. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, got to roll a few lines. But um, <laughs> I wonder if like some of the things that we're both taking is like, maybe if they were more familiar to us as a direct parody of the, of the thing. Uh, actually, I, I'm a, I, yeah. I, I have a, like a major affinity for Streetcar, actually. And yeah. um, like in the way that like, I can't say that I've read, like read it or seen it recently, but I remember enough about it because I like yeah. it enough for what No, but that's is. what I mean. I wonder if like if we had seen it recently because uh, I, I, I it's I, well it's all, yeah. it's all it's it's all about like I feel like one of my takes on it is that like um that like a, a true escape from like the thing that really damns Blanche like fi- like fully is that like she can't escape from like the demands that like brutish men make on her yeah. and neither can Marge and they soften it by like turning it into that song. And then the same thing, they soften it by being like, you're like Stanley. You're like one of the most abusive people in oh, like yeah. things no, ever. No. And then she's like, and then they both like, yeah. And it's like, yeah, like that's, that's fucking terrible. No, no, I totally get that. But I more mean like our effect of like our view of Homer as a character. I, I was just thinking that if we were like, just like if we had heard the Stanley uh, Kowalski lines more recently, I think maybe some of the lines we're taking as like, I mean, they're totally still abuse, but it's more like abuse as service to parody of that, of a streetcar. Like that we're like, oh, Homer, what are you doing? And it's more like, it's actually more. Well, oh, also Stanley what's interesting Kowalski. about that yeah, is yeah. like, is Marge is Stella. Marge is not Blanche. Like Stella yeah, yeah. doesn't have to deal with like, I don't know how much you remember this, but yeah. Stella doesn't. No, I mean, I, I remember it well. I just oh, don't yeah, remember yeah, okay. enough. Like I didn't like see how, it. Yeah. Like how, like how. Um, like Stanley is not abusive to Stella because Stella doesn't challenge him. Yeah, and Marge doesn't challenge Homer, but he's still abusive to her. Yeah, no, I, I just you know I just bring up a point. Like I think some, I think I'm just saying the impact to us, not like towards like I think yeah. it would have been like oh now like I think just it being a kind of a double parody of Streetcar, like the, both the, the Simpsons plot as well as the of the play may have. It may have hit more that note than the "Oh my God, Homer, you're a horrible person." That's, no, but like that was the whole thing, though. Is it like that was? No, I know, but yeah, but we're taking it as like an insult to Homer. Like we're taking it as like Homer, the character. Well, again, no character things ever carry from one episode to the other. But I think the reason they we're getting so like, "Oh my God, Homer," I think it's one of these things where it's like maybe if we. Well, had, he's like, just like supposed to be Stanley. Yeah, that's what I mean. It's like it is. He's supposed to be like he's. This is a par- this is a double parody. Like yeah, it's, and I think 
I was just thinking that if I'd seen it more recently, it may have like been a little bit more like, I don't, I don't know if I would have been like, so like kind of like hurt by my friend Homer being such a, like a cock because it's like, oh no, that's actually Stanley. Like, you know, because it is like that dual uh, thing, but you know, whatever. I haven't seen it in a while. So it's pointless. No, no, that's like a yeah. really good point actually. And, um, like, Again, that's one of the jokes that, like, uh, one of those things that I did not pick up remotely the first few times I watched it, and I yeah. probably, like, didn't even really pick up on it until, like, late, like way later. And because, like, a lot of The Simpsons early on was meant to be kind of more standalone and less, like, continuous and all yeah. that. But, oh, no, totally. Um, I mean, there's up until... I know, I, I maybe Barney getting sober... I don't think there's anything remotely that continues. Like other than like they kill bleeding gums, but like that was just that was just a gimmick. But like no, they kill bleeding gums, and then there's like what happens with that poo and yeah, there's... but that's later. Yeah, that's way later. Yeah. Oh, we don't. I don't know. Yeah, Barney going sober happens after Apu getting married, but still, yeah. it's like it's it's and he like still whiffles back and forth. Yeah, so. but it's still it's pretty rare. Like it, they don't do. I mean, it's every episode of The Simpsons is a bottle episode for the most part for all of its, and this is just a bottle episode of parody that. I don't know. Who cares? So, moving on. Let's move uh-huh. on to the next thing. Homer the heretic. Homer the heretic is like why, literally, I'm pretty sure that's why I'm an atheist. Like, or an agnostic. Yeah. Like, when I was a kid, I saw Homer the heretic, and like, that, that point of it that's supposed to click with you, that in the end, like, Homer th- realizes that his spirituality is worth that one day a week. Yeah. And like, that it has a deeper meaning to him. Like, since I didn't really grow up with very much religion... That never happened to me. So I never like fully understood that episode. Like I when I saw that when I was like eight or whatever when it came yeah. out, I was just like, Yeah, he really should just do that. Like yeah. why the fuck is he doing that? Like, yeah, his house caught on fire. That has nothing to do with it. Like Yeah, I mean I honestly I still kinda of take that from it. It's like when he's in the backyard and he's in his robe and he's just kind of like all like, you know, cool and religious y but not going to church. I'm like, fuck yeah, that's the way you should worship God. Which I like that a lot. I think that actually was influential to me, like when I was young as well of because i i think no i I had stopped going to church at that point but i I did grow up going to church every sunday and it was just boring nothing and i think that actually was one of the four like oh you know you actually can worship in your own way you can go in the backyard and have a really beautiful day and like it's cool and uh you know your house burning down really doesn't yeah it's it's just you're you're also a fucking idiot this is probably isn't the first time they burn their house down in the show like Mm -hmm. yeah i'm i'm not a dumb fucking moron so i'm gonna be good thanks for teaching me a moral lesson homer yeah it is like it's funny how much that like completely missed the point like for me you know like um like, it took me a long time to figure out when I was a kid, because I had, like, this weird relationship with religion, like, because my dad is Jewish, my mom's Catholic, that I, like, didn't realize that they were supposed to be the same God for a really long time. Yeah. Hey, and like You were not a Jewish American then. What? You fucking liar. Oh, you, don't go into the matrilineal thing. You liar. Thing. You absolutely, no, I'm not. I just want to do that. No, please continue. Okay. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> no, um, I don't care. <laughs> um, but anyway, uh, like... I didn't know until I was like literally like in high school probably that it was all supposed to be the same God. I was just like, like when you're brought up with kind of two religions and one of them is saying like, they're both kind of saying like, hey, we're right. Yeah. It's hard to kind of believe either one when you're forced to pick and choose in that yeah. way. Um, so you didn't realize like Christianity is kind of like the sequel. Like, no, no, yeah, I had yeah, no yeah. idea. Like I, my sister got like a children's Bible and I read that and it was just like, I didn't get to the New Testament because like that's when I stopped caring about it. But 
it, I had such a hard time like connecting with it in any way because I believed in God the same way that like kids believe in like Santa Claus. Yeah. Like I believed in God when I was a kid, but because like I was told to in like a really vague way, like there was nothing really backing it up, you know? And like, so it made complete sense to me that Homer didn't want to go to church. Yeah. And like, I also completely like didn't totally understand why they continue to stay at a church that they have so little spiritual connection to. Well, that's, you know, that part I understood because when I was a kid, I went to church every Sunday and, um, I didn't believe in it. Like it was just this boring ass, uh, uh, service. I don't think my mom, my dad never went, he was raised something else, but my, my mom took us every week and none of us ever believed in it. I don't think my mom really did. It was just kind of like this social obligation. So like the Simpsons going to church uh, has always made a lot of sense to me because that's, that was my experience with like, uh, um, you know, uh, group religious gatherings was like, uh, great, fine. You know, now it's, now it's, you know, this, this fucking, you literally service just this like slate uh, every Sunday we got to do this fucking thing. Like it is like, I never paid attention to the dude talking. Like I never, I didn't learn a fucking single thing. It was just, you know, this boring ass deal. So it's like, oh, I totally, the Simpsons version of it, like, yeah, that's church. I totally like, that's, that's my, that's, that was my, my church upbringing. But, and it's funny. Cause like, I feel like, um, if I have children, like, making sure that their religious upbringing is, like, relevant and, like, resonant to them yeah, is extremely important. And I, I, I kind of don't understand how that isn't a priority for other people. You know? Does that make sense? Like, like just... Yeah, I mean, I, guess, I, I don't know. I mean, if I ever had kids, I'd, I don't think I would... Yeah, I don't, yeah, I don't know. I, I, no, because I, for me, I would just... I don't think I would ever really bring the thing up. It would just be... You know, if at some point you get some God in you, you know, good on you. But yeah, yeah. But I'm. But if you were going through that effort to ingratiate religion to them, you like, like because I said so. I say so. Shouldn't be the sole purpose of like what's supposed to be like a major part of their philosophical background. Oh yeah, yeah. See, I was raised Roman Catholic, so that's not the way they. That's not their way. They're. Roman Catholicism is is rote memorization. There's no spirituality to it. Like I'm not I'm not being sarcastic. Like this is that's the point. It's there's there's no spirituality. The point is to show up on time, say the right number of things. Like they taught us uh, 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 confession. So confessional is you go into a, a booth and you say the sins that you've done since the last time you gave confession. You say mm-hmm. it to a priest, and then literally they tell you how many of each kind of prayer you have to say. And then you're absolved. Like, like I never understood that. Yeah, yeah, they'll say ten Our Fathers, three Hail Marys, two. Um, those are the only two prayers I remember. It's it's a it's a it's a math problem. Like there's no spirituality. So like, I I don't remember why I started on this, but the point. Yeah, no. So I never grew like resonance. My, like my, yeah, they never did anything. So like, I mean, the fact that I just I'm a I'm a fucking spiritual weirdo. Like if I ever had kids, I mean, I think it'd be pretty impossible for them not to be aware of various religious systems. Oh, yeah, yeah. Yeah, it's... it's But, like, well, that's why I, like, I... That's something I, like, really appreciate about Judaism is it's, like, you're supposed to, like, have questions and have, like, an in-depth understanding. It's supposed to resonate with you. And if it's not, then you can talk about it and it's not supposed to just be, like... And I guess that's why being raised with that contrast was just, like, very... I don't know. It just seemed like a very obvious choice. If I had to make that choice, like, yeah, something that's like a, essentially like a list of rituals 
versus having like a deeper philosophical understanding. It seems like a very clear choice to me. Yeah, and it like makes me understand like But they don't give the whole fucking fun afterlife thing. So fuck that. I there's mean there's like some weird afterlife. I know, thing. but it's so vague. But, like, um, just being, if you're gonna if you're gonna invest yourself in some horse shit, you might as well get like a fun return on it. Well one of the one <laughs> of the Jew hells is like you're literally at a table having dinner with a ton of people and yeah. you don't have like silverware and it's awkward. And it's like literally a Seinfeld moment for like for years. Yeah, so like I, I don't need that. Just you know, let's, you want to just burn in hell? No, I don't want any hell. That's I, I mean, the, 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 the entire concept of hell ruined my life. Well, the, the yeah. thing is, it's like I guess my dad insisted that I was like. Apparently, he insisted that it was very important to him that we were raised Jewish, like. And then he did pretty much very, very little about to that effect. Yeah. Also, and, hey, how about you marry the right fucking type of person there, dude? Like, if you're really uh, worried about I your kids like, Jewish, no, you know? I, I don't. I hate like the whole patriarchal, like or patri- or patrilineal, patrilineal. Yeah. It's patriarchal. Just comes out of my mouth. Well, it's matrilineal. Not matrilineal. Yeah, no, yeah. like pa- well, patrilineal, and then like that. My dad's the wrong or anti-patrilineal. Whatever. Yeah, it's matrilineal you know, is the word. You know. Matrilineal is the word. I know you want to blame guys for everything, but the word is matrilineal. That's the word. I'm sorry that you have to actually take some credit for something, but it's matrilineal is the word. Fucking deal with it. Anyway, um. <laughs> Women's be passing down the Jew genes. <laughs> no, but I, I completely understand why my dad wanted, like, didn't want to raise his Catholic. Yeah. Way more. It's <laughs> a horrible fucking death No, out. yeah, no. Yeah. Way more. And I think that was probably his point. It was probably way more his point than he wanted to raise his Jewish. Yeah. That, like, Catholicism, there's a lot of, like, weird, empty ritual to it where I feel like it's. People have connection to the ritual and not what the ritual represents yeah. and like yada yada. And like, I'm not basing that off. Of, I, I don't know. I'm not like trying to hate on that. No, you can't. Because I mean. As a representative of someone that, that life was very much uh, made worse by growing up Catholic, uh, like jamming that idea of hell into somebody with a creative mind is one of the more abusive things you can do to a human being. It's, it is a it is, is a steaming pile of shit to give someone subconscious. Um, so Fuck you if you're raising your kids uh, uh, in a way that you think that, oh, you know, it's a good idea teaching them about burning for eternity, you abusive sons of bitches. So yeah, Catholicism, <laughs> just garbage. You teach somebody you can burn for eternity? Yeah, it's a fucking, that's a hard thing to lay on a little kid. Well, also, like, the weird thing about Catholicism is it's like, it should be, considering that, like, there's active living people who represent it and, like, all the, the whole papal system and all that. Like, it has all these opportunities to be progressive, and it just, like, doesn't take them. Yeah. Well, then you guy's trying. Um, it just, if you try more than that, it's, they'll just boot his ass out. So, mm-hmm. at least he's making some effort. No, I mean, like, yeah. we got the Bernie Sanders of Popes right now. But yeah, exactly, like, yeah. yeah. I mean, in that they're, like, a thousand years in the past as far as being progressive, he's done, like, a good solid 600 years of work. Oh, no, I know. He's done, he's done some really good shit. Yeah. Like, except, like, again... Like, all popes are bastards. Kind yeah, exactly. Of like, yeah, 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 yeah. Well, no, see, that one you can, because, you know, that's, to be fair, like, yeah, all popes are bastards, because, like, you're like, nah, not so much with the women being priests. Like, yeah, see, you said that out loud. That's not, you can't blame, you know, Pope whatever, the fifth. Like, you said that with your mouth, dude, so you're bad now. Like, you, yeah, this isn't, you don't have to be responsible for that one. You're no, and it's funny, because, yeah. like, I will randomly Google, like, I have, like, this really weird backup plan in my head. Of, like, if my life is ever, like, complete and total shit, like, that, like, becoming a nun might not be so bad if I could ignore somehow, like, the fact that I don't really believe in that shit. But, like, just, like, having, like, a really, like, dedicated, simple life with a simple purpose that's, like, 
Ta- like technically based on like helping other people. Yeah, don't do none though. Do like a run join like a Buddhist or like a Taoist one. Nuns yeah. are fucking lame. Like Buddhist Buddhist lady nuns. I think they're, I don't know what they're called. Maybe they're just called priests. But uh, yeah, they're so much better because well, they, nuns they can drink cool and shit. smoke. So like that's kind of cool. But like um, yeah, I guess so. But you can't bang, and you you have to teach weird fucked up Christian shit. Yeah, and that's why I said it's like a Plan Z. Like it's no, I'm just saying when you get the plan, just try try like some cooler religions first. Because one much cooler outfit, orange robes, much better than the dumb habit and the and yeah. Yeah, I look better in black than I do orange. But no, yeah. but that's badass. Come on, you can be like Goku. Fucking <laughs> yeah. Buddhism is the Dragon Ball Z of religions. I thought I was going to get a laugh on that. No, I was thinking about that. I was trying to make a Dragon Ball Z joke and be like, when are you going to get to heaven? Find out next week on yes, Dragon Ball exactly. Z. <laughs> Will Goku learn how to resurrect in three days? Find out next week. Um, well, you know, Lillian, mm. we were talking before the show that uh, starting next episode, next season, that we should split the shows into uh, two, do two episodes of our show per season. Mm-hmm. Now, considering we're in an hour 15 and we've discussed two episodes of this, this season. <laughs> I feel like this I is a good time to start. start yeah. right, so this is a good announcement uh, that we are now. So this is season four A uh, of, of of the show. And we will record season four B at some later point. You can find us on the internet. Google it. I'm not going to give it out this time because who cares? The Inanimate Carbon Pod. Find us. Listen to it. Um, AlexCast.com is the easiest way to do it. Yeah, uh, I'm at the Alex Guest on Twitter. No one uses Twitter anymore. No one talks. Who cares? Lillian? Yeah, I'm an Instagram. Um, that like I don't know if you want to like if you're really interested in my Tumblr, um, where it's like a weird mishmash of like, um, yeah, I don't know. Anyway, message me on Instagram if you want if you want to get at that. But my Instagram is, um, I changed my URL for my Instagram, which isn't even really a URL or name. S- handle, screen name. People even use, people don't use the term screen name anymore, do they? No, I think handle's fine. Oh. Yeah. Um, so it's uh, xmalgoth, yes. which, I, which I think is funny. xmalgoth uh, on, on Instagram. On Instagram, yeah. And I'm, um, I'm the Alex cast on Instagram, I think. Hmm. What was your first uh, screen name, Alex? Uh, PezXZep at AOL.com. Ah. And that was, uh, like 1992 AOL. Yeah. Oh, dang. Yeah, that's OG, like, like before they started sending out CDs AOL. Like, yeah. Uh, I was, like, so bad at, like, angsty usernames that I remember my first AIM name, or AOL username in, like, 1998 was, like, raining. Like, the word raining uh, and, like, 162. And it was, like, that's not even, like, a thing. It's just, like, a sad word. Well, if we're talking about, okay, so I started out that way because I was very young, but then it moves into, so let me get some, one, I'm going to get a little bit hipster cred here for the way that the things the world likes now. In about 93-ish, Cthulhu13 at AOL.com, years, years wow. before y'all fuckers got into it, I was there. No, the fact that you could get Cthulhu13 is like yeah. impressive. Uh, and, but I was a beatnik messiah for a long time. Oh God, no! Yeah, we used to we when, used to yeah. aim each other on yeah. that. Yeah. yeah, I had that for a long time before, and that's like that was that was my one for. I very... was like sleepy bat, and yeah. you were beatnik messiah, and yeah. you would like 
you would you would instant because this is before text messaging. You would be like, "Hey, do you want to go to the diner?" Yeah, over AIM. That was the way to do it. That's, yeah, that's how we did things. That's the way all the Hepcats did it. So yeah. anyway, you can find us in none of those addresses we just named. Uh, X Mall Goth on Instagram. I'm actually the I think sleepybat at aol.com is still a valid email address. I'm sure all of mine still are. I can't imagine they turn them off. No, they don't. But yeah. I like I still have, like the past. I still have access to it and stuff. Oh, so yeah, if you I want totally to email me yeah. on my AOL address, it's sleepybat at wow. AOL.com. Yeah, and uh, I, I I hope you guys do. Uh, you could probably email my old ones, but you know, I'm not going to sign in and check, so fuck yourself. Mm-hmm. Um, yeah, so we'll be back next week to discuss the rest of the season. Because <laughs> you had like two episodes. <laughs> you know, but we discussed greater concepts. Um, yeah, that's it. So uh, that's that's... That's us here, and um, those, that's you there. So I hope you guys have a f- fantastic um, time between now and the next time you hear our voices. Bye. Bye. Um, things. I didn't think of anything from The Simpsons we can say to go. It was the monster mesh. No, we've done that way too I know. Times. I just like, it's funny to um, me every time. <laughs> uh, you know, Spock, you didn't really do anything. Didn't I? Mm-hmm.